Back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throwing high into the air. Got it. Parker, touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your Miami Dolphins. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and as always, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we have more pro day updates as draft season continues to chug along, a positive medical check on one of the draft's top-rated quarterbacks. We'll get into Pro Football Focus's list of their top 100 free agents available ahead of next week's free agency opening, and we'll explore some philosophical advantages the Dolphins have with the current makeup of this team. All of that and more on this Tuesday, March the 10th edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another And we start this show off by talking about the medical check on the number seven overall player on Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 and the number three player on the Draft Network's big board overall. Former Alabama quarterback Tua Tungavailoa has been cleared for football activities per his four-month check that occurred on Monday, March the 9th. So what exactly does that mean for Tua as we are now just six weeks away from the NFL draft. Well, it was that four-month mark, the four-month medical check since the surgery on the injured hip that cleared Tua to participate in light football-related drills, such as dropping back and throwing, as well as low-impact running. This is a ramp-up from the measured rehab they instituted since the injury occurred, and the quarterback prospect is still on track for the target date put out by Tua's agents and those that represent him for an April 9th private pro day. Not locked in, according to the source listed on NFL.com, but that's the plan for now. Tungavailoa's doctor, Dr. Lyle Kane, says the rehab process is moving forward and will be conservative as it does so, but they do believe, those close to Tua and his doctor believe, that long-term concerns do not seem to be an issue as those issues were previously listed as long-term stability of the hip, blood flow abnormalities, and other long- and short-term concerns, according to Dr. Kane on the article on NFL.com. As for pro days that are happening and happening right now, Illinois hit the field on Monday for their workouts ahead of the NFL draft, and the Illinois Pro Day had no players that were featured at the scouting combine in Indianapolis, but there is a particularly interesting player that we have talked about on this podcast in the past because of his connection and the kind words he had for new Dolphins linebackers coach Austin Clark. Clark coached last season at Illinois and now works, of course, with the Dolphins, and he had some glowing praise from his former player in Olawali Bedaku Jr., who, if you recall the article on MiamiDolphins.com from last week talking about the coaching staff versatility, Bedaku listed Clark as one of the primary reasons for him getting his career turned around, going from a five-star recruit to USC to not playing a whole lot, then transferring over to Illinois, and he mentions Clark's attention to detail and his ability to teach to get the production out of Bedaku, who had a major jump in production last year at Illinois under Lovey Smith and under Coach Clark. Bedaku worked out on Monday at the Illinois Pro Day. He measured six foot three, 249 pounds. He ran an explosive 1.59 10-yard split. He had a 9-7 broad jump, 32 inches on the vertical, and a 4.26 second short shuttle, 7-3-3 on the three cone. So really explosive jumping and short area metrics for a guy that size. The explosiveness and the size and power at that position to play kind of that hybrid outside linebacker slash defensive end and edge position in today's NFL. And Bedaku had that three-year development in college 
with limited production there at USC to going to nine sacks and 13 tackles for a loss last season under Coach Clark. And to call back the idea of development and finding players that have the right mentality for this game, I want to go back to an interview I had at the scouting combine with Florida State running back Cam Akers who was asked a question at that combine availability about his contact with Miami and Akers said that he has had a lot of contact with the Dolphins as they will with a bunch of backs in the steep class, but they're keeping tabs on the local product in their backyard. But the soundbite I want to play for you is in regards to another question that was asked to Cam Akers, asked by me as a matter of fact, about Florida State and their typical expectations heading into a football season or for Akers case, an entire career where the Seminoles' win-loss record was not up to the expectation that FSU fans normally expect from a program that has such a rich tradition and history of winning football games. Here's Akers' answer on that question. Cam, with uh, Florida State not really living up to the expectations you guys normally expect, what were you able to take away from some of the adversity you went through this last season? Uh, like I said, you know, God don't make any mistakes. So whatever situation you put in, make it work. Uh, make it work. You got to be the best you. And uh, whatever situation you, you're in, you got to be a leader still. You got to be a young man. You got to be the young man you are. And uh, that's, that's what I learned most. And we bring this up from a mock draft that had Cam Akers to Miami in the second round. And you hear Akers talk about the ability to overcome the adversity and to be the same guy every single day, regardless of your results, regardless of the success or failures of the team. And that mentality really shows up on tape when you do watch Akers because he runs hard. He commits to every single assignment, whether it's involvement in the running game or involvement as a blocker in pass protection, catching the football. He does everything at 100 miles an hour and his love for the game shows up on tape. I think you heard it in that answer and you definitely can see it when you plug on his tape in college. And we will be talking plenty of draft on this podcast from now all the way up through April and giving you guys full-on player profiles of the guys the Dolphins do in fact select on draft night. And when it comes to free agency, we'll definitely have you covered on the players the Dolphins import during that period of the NFL calendar. And with that in mind, I wanted to give a quick glance over at the profootballfocus.com list of top 100 available free agents this year heading into next week's new league calendar year. March the 16th is the legal tampering date and then March 18th as your official kickoff for the new league year and the actual free agency date when players can sign with new teams. We start here at number 100 on Pro Football Focus's list of top 100 free agents. We're going to go all the way through 80 today, get you 20 players on this list. DJ Swearinger Sr., who has really been around the block in his NFL career so far, which spans seven seasons. He was a 2013 draft pick of the Houston Texans, spent last year with the New Orleans Saints. And Swearinger has always had a reputation as a missile, a big hitter, a guy that can deliver the blow down in the box. And that's exactly where the Saints had him playing last year. 203 run defense snaps. He did play 261 coverage snaps. He rushed the quarterback 20 times out of his total 484 snaps. His best grade on pro football focus was the run defense at 72.8. That is well above league average for that position. The number 99 player on their top 100 free agents list is Will Parks, the cornerback from Denver, a six foot one, 194 pound product out of Arizona, 2016 sixth round draft pick. And Parks played quite a bit of defense last year, 537 total snaps, 367 of those in coverage, 158 in run defense. So more of a sub package cornerback there for the Broncos last season. 
and his best statistic last season was his tackling. He did not miss a tackle after week four in a game against the Jaguars, went 12 consecutive games without missing a tackle last year for the Broncos defense. Number 98 on Pro Football Focus's top 100 free agent list, JV on Elliott from the Carolina Panthers, staying in the secondary, another 2016 draft class product of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's a little bit smaller than Parks, 5'11", 176. And in 439 snaps for the Panthers defense, he played consistent across the board, had green grades across the board for pro football focus, overall run defense, pass rush, and coverage. And those green marks mean you're playing above your position average, according to pro football focus. And 377 of those 439 snaps came from the slot last year for Elliott. Number 97 is Danny Trevathan, the linebacker, formerly of the Denver Broncos and most recently with the Chicago Bears. He was a 2012 draft pick of the Broncos in the sixth round. He's six foot one, 239, smart player, instinctive player. And really gave the Bears some good production in the pass rush department. Played 559 snaps. Only 43 of those were as a pass rusher. But his 77.3 grade on pro football focus puts him well into the green. As he wound up with 10 total quarterback pressures on 43 pass rush snaps, he also made 31 run stops, and those were stops within two yards of the line of scrimmage on 209 rundown defensive plays. He only played 10 games last year, missed the rest of the season with an injury, but he was productive when he was out there for the Bears defense. Number 96 on the list is the Rams center, Austin Blythe, who played 996 snaps last year for the Rams and allowed two sacks and two hits. So just four total hits on his quarterback, Jared Goff. He allowed three penalties. So a pretty clean season for Blythe across pressure and penalty statistics accordingly. And if you go back to 2018, he allowed just one sack and had two penalties for the Rams playing 1,309 snaps. So a pretty dependable guy that plays every snap for the Rams at center the last couple of years. He was a seventh round draft pick in 2016. So he developed into a nice player along those four years. Up next, number 95 on the list is Broncos defensive lineman Derek Wolf. He was a second round draft pick back in 2012. He did get an extension with the Broncos, but he now again will come to the end of a second contract with the Broncos. He played 523 snaps last year for Denver, had 22 total pressures, 22 run stops, and 22 solo tackles. That seems to be his number. He did have seven sacks last year. So he's a very impactful rusher, and that's kind of been his M.O. throughout his career. Did have a 10-sack season back in 2015, had eight sacks a couple years ago in 2016, missed some time in 2017 and 2018. His sack total dipped, but he's a consistent pass rusher who posts grades in the green and even in the blue across Pro Football Focus, which is the elite level of player grades on Pro Football Focus. So Derek Wolf set to hit free agency after a nice career there in Denver. Number 94 on the list is Jonathan Joseph, the cornerback from the Houston Texans. He was drafted back in 2006, so he's been in the game for a minute. Very good player, very good career for Jonathan Joseph. He goes 5 foot 11, 186 pounds, and he can still run, he can still move and get down the field. Played all 16 games once again this past season and allowed a completion percentage of 61.5% when targeted in coverage. Number 93 on the list is former Titans receiver Tajay Sharp, who had 25 catches last year for 329 yards and four touchdowns, didn't drop a pass, also had 127 quarterback rating when passing to Tajay Sharp did the Titans offense, so an effective, efficient producer in that regard. And he had his best season as a pro in terms of his pro football focus grades, checking off green across the board in three categories. 
The number 92 player on the pro football focus free agent list is Kenyon Drake, a name Dolphins fans are very familiar with. He averaged 4.8 yards per carry last year and scored eight touchdowns on the season. Up next, number 91 on the list, former Colts receiver Devin Funchess, who was drafted by the Panthers back in 2015, a second round draft pick there. Didn't play a whole lot last year, five targets, three catches, but he is a massive, massive frame with a huge catch radius, who also serves as a nice red zone target. He scored 22 touchdowns through his first four years with the Carolina Panthers. Number 90, we go back to the defensive secondary and cornerback Eric Murray, who was a fourth round draft pick of the Chiefs back in 2016. And he checked in with a stellar run grade of 78.4 on running down snaps, playing 141 snaps against the run last season with 13 stops. He also had five pressures on 22 pass rush reps and also has an extensive history playing special teams, whether it's kick coverage, kick return, punt return, or punt coverage throughout the course of his career. Number 89 on Pro Football Focus's top 100 free agents is running back Jordan Howard, who was a fifth-round pick of the Chicago Bears back in 2016. Six foot, 224 pounds, real bruising zone-style runner. He had 525 rushing yards last season and six touchdowns on 4.4 yards per carry. Made some nice big runs as a product of forcing missed tackles. He forced 20 missed tackles and averaged 2.93 yards after contact per attempt, a very good number there, and had 17 explosive runs of 17 or more yards. Number 88 takes us back to the offensive line and the guys that block for the running backs. Daryl Williams, a former Carolina Panther, a 2015 fourth-round draft choice, and he played all across that Carolina offensive line last season. He gave the Panthers 173 snaps at left tackle, 45 at right tackle. He played 412 snaps at left guard and 218 at right guard. So he can play four positions on your offensive line as he did for the Panthers last season. Number 87 on the list is J. Ron Curse of the Minnesota Vikings. He is a big safety that goes six foot four, 215 pounds out of Clemson, was a seventh round draft pick in 2016, and has mostly been a special teamer throughout this point of his career. He played all across special teams, covering kicks and punts, return teams as well, played some slot corner last year, 108 snaps there, also gave the Vikings 86 snaps as a free safety. So a bit of a jack of all trades there as a sub package safety and special teamer for the Minnesota Vikings. Traymond Williams comes in next as the number 86 player. He's a cornerback who's been around the block as well. Drafted back in 2006 by the Houston Texans. 5'11", 191 pounds. And Williams has always been an instinctive, savvy cornerback that can play multiple spots. He can kick inside. He can play out wide. Had a great coverage grade last year on Pro Football Focus. 82.2 overall in coverage. Played 761 snaps. 504 of those coming in the slot. And he has a career passer rating against of 86.5, well below the current league average in today's National Football League. Number 85 is former Cowboys defensive lineman Malik Collins. He came out of Nebraska back in 2016, a third round draft choice of the Dallas Cowboys back in 2016. He had a lot of pressures this year on opposing quarterbacks. He had 36 hurries this past season. He also picked up eight hits and four sacks, so 48 total pressures on 492 pass rush snaps, a productive year for the Cowboys defensive lineman. We'll see if he hits free agency next week on March the 18th. And number 84 on the list is safety Tavon Wilson from the Lions. He was drafted by the Patriots back in 2012, a second round draft pick there. And he definitely checks the versatility box, had 840 snaps last season. 
He played 449 of those down in the box as a run supporter and potential pass rusher. 157 of those came as a free safety, 97 in the slot. So he plays a little bit of everywhere on that Lions defense under Matt Patricia. You look at his grades and his production on Pro Football Focus. He really limited the amount of yardage on receptions, allowing just 9.1 yards per catch last year for the Lions. And you go back over the course of his career, there is a lot of green and blue marks in terms of his PFF grades over the course of an eight-year NFL career. Staying in the secondary for player number 83 on the Pro Football Focus Top 100 Free Agents list is Darquez Denard, the 2014 first-round selection of the Cincinnati Bengals. He played 495 snaps last year, and he posted some impressive advanced metrics on PFF, 54.5 completion percentage, 9.7 yards per catch, just one touchdown allowed, and a 79.6 NFL passer rating against him. He also has some nice run stop numbers with 16 last year, 23 the year prior, and 29 run stops in 2017. Two names left for today's list. Number 82, Michael Brockers, was drafted by the Rams on the defensive line back in 2012. He picked up four sacks this year and had 45 solo tackles, which was fourth among defensive interior linemen, played 766 snaps for the Rams, a big workload on the interior defensive line. Brockers has a nice combination of size, thickness, and athleticism. He's six foot five, 305, quick off the football, and he had 36 total pressures last season, four sacks, seven hits, 25 hurries, and he finished up with an 82.6 run defense grade in the middle of that Rams defense. We finish off this list with number 81, Connor McGovern, the interior offensive lineman of the Denver Broncos, plays a lot of center for them. He can play guard as well, although all 1,028 snaps for him last season came at the center position. He allowed just one sack all season, three hits on his quarterback, and zero penalties, so a very clean player, and that led to an 82.5 pass blocking grade on Pro Football Focus. So those are players number 100 through 81, DJ Swearinger, Will Parks, Javian Elliott, Danny Trevathan, Austin Blythe, Derek Wolf, Jonathan Joseph, Tajay Sharp, Kenyon Drake, Devin Funchess, Eric Murray, Jordan Howard, Daryl Williams, J. Ron Kurse, Tremont Williams, Malik Collins, Tavon Wilson, Darquez Denard, Michael Brockers, and Connor McGovern. And we will get into players 61 through 80 on tomorrow's podcast. And we're going to see what free agency brings for this team. But again, to hearken back to the same idea, the same theme that I've been trumpeting all along, the Dolphins just have this ultimate flexibility and how they can want to approach this offseason in the draft and free agency and otherwise. They currently have such a low dollar amount invested in their core players and don't get it twisted. That particular aspect of the roster is why so many national pundits were out there clamoring for Brian Flores to get recognition for coach of the year, and the Dolphins and their record-setting number of players to take a snap last season was all about consistently searching for guys out there that can make an impact on this team and stick as part of that core group. So you can look at this roster and identify up to 25, 30, maybe even 35 core players that provide the Dolphins with a variety of player types, whether it's blue chippers, plus level starters, rotational sub package contributors, special teams aces, they have depth. All of those components are important. So when you think about 25 or 30 of those guys with the resources the Dolphins have this offseason, in addition to yet another offseason program of development, finding another several diamonds in the rough, be it on low-risk free agent buys like Eric Rowe, prove-it type of deals for guys like Devontae Parker, the undrafted free agents like Preston Williams, Nick Needham, Jonathan 
Jonathan Ledbetter. You just have to be excited about the prospect of this 53-man roster really rounding into form this season. And the best part is the singular vision by which this team can be built really bodes well for the Dolphins in the future. It's all going to be built under the same umbrella, under Brian Flores and Chris Greer's vision. It's not mix-matching parts from a previous regime to a new regime. It's not finding that proverbial matching part to repair the car. It's building the car from scratch, from the ground up, using the same mechanic, and that process is already well underway as finding and uncovering all those core parts of the roster made year one under Flores a smashing success. And the Dolphins are certainly in a position to go out and add a whole bunch of horsepower this offseason to that car with those premium picks and with that free agency allowance, but they can also craft the team according to its current parts. For instance, they can invest in their own investments. And what I mean by that is putting more experience and more production around guys that you have a vested interest in. Recent draft picks who you want to accelerate their learning curve. Maybe you give them a position mate that can free up certain players to get the most out of their ability. You go back to the early 2000s Dolphins, a good example of this, when they had those premier lockdown corners and Sam Madison and Pat Sertan, you go out and find a safety like Brock Marion who can come down and be free to play the box, to pick his gaps, to pull his trigger and make plays accordingly. The old adage goes, a rising tide lifts all boats. And I think that certainly applies here to this Dolphins football team. And we are just one week away from the madness kicking off. Well, in actuality, eight days away, but it is getting here a new league year, the 2020 season about to begin, the off season, the building process of this team. I can't wait. But as for today, that is going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast from. Go ahead and leave us a rating, leave us a review. Follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Audible and the Fish Tank podcast, all three of us under the Miami Dolphins official podcast network. And of course, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up.